Wait, what are you looking at me for? I thought you were going to do the roll-in. You said that you wanted to do a roll-in. Oh, well, I was going to talk about December 7th. Yeah, that's okay. today. Yeah, that is today. And it is a day that shall live in infamy. So I, I guess I can't really say happy anniversary of Pearl Harbor because it's not really a happy event. Yay. But, yay. But it's it's still worth thinking about in the amount that that one event changed history. Yeah, it brought us Battlefield 1942, one of the greatest games of all time. I know, right? Yeah. This is 8-Bit, episode 98, Betray and Underlying Insecurity, on Sunday, December 7th, 2014, and now, Yahit Groot. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. Also got America involved in the bloodiest conflict of the 20th century, and us getting involved in that boosted our economy and everything and like the that. the 50s. <laughs> yes, brought us the 50s. The 50s uh, and, and the American dream. In the atomic cola. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, almost almost none of the games that, uh, that you know, we've played in the last while would exist without... Uh, Pearl Harbor happening, huh? Yeah. Well, we would. I don't know if we would have had the, the technology because that that absolutely the, the wartime economy and demand for let's push what we can just absolutely um, slingshotted us mm-hmm. like no other. On the other hand, I'm pretty sure that uh, oh, who was president at the time? Shoot, I don't remember my history. FDR. Yeah, that FDR was was kind of pushing for entering the war before Pearl Harbor happened. So, you know, one way or another, he probably would have found some excuse to go to war with Germany. Yeah, but this one was able to unify the American people behind him instead of it just being a controversial topic. Yep. So, yeah. War is never controversial. Mm -mm. No. Well, I mean, there was probably... Less controversy with it because of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So. So, are we supposed to do anything special to, like, commemorate it today? Because I, you know, it's not one of those days that's, like, a national holiday or anything. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it is actually National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. That is a thing, but it's just not particularly well known. Well known. Um, I mean, seriously, I remember the 5th of November better than the 7th of December. <laughs> uh, well, then the 5th of November is a little bit more infamous than the 7th of December. Yeah, yeah. Plus it rhymes better. Remember, has, remember the 5th of November. And it has a nice poem that goes along with it. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, take some time. Think about where we are now. It's kind of astounding. That's how you can probably celebrate it best. Mm-hmm. And listeners, I encourage you to do the same, even though you're going to be listening to this later than we're recording it. Yeah. <laughs> As is the nature of podcasts. Weird. Because How we don't do works. live streams. Nope. Yeah. Yet. So. I did one last night, though. What? Live stream. Oh. This uh, this weekend is. Or. No. This weekend is. Oh, this is a music thing, isn't it? Yep. Haha. It, oh. It's the big Christmas extravaganza thingamajig. And so for the first time ever, we live-streamed it last night. I think it's up on the archive if you want to go and see it. Probably is. But yeah. So, live-streaming is good. But it's much more useful when uh, it gets archived. Yes. Which is, you know, a good thing for the rest of us. Yes. And now I'm extra tired because five performances in one weekend. Why do you do that, man? I don't know. (laughs) Because I signed up for the group, and then the group is like, hey, we're doing this, and I'm like... Okay. Oh, so that was just one group doing all five? Because um, I'm used to you being in, like, three different groups that all have things going on at the same time. Yeah, no, this is one group that is doing five performances of the same same pieces. Oh, man. This weekend. So I'm getting really kind of tired of all those pieces. In case you couldn't imagine that. Yeah, no. 
had no idea. My week was a lot more chill. I ended up uh, on Cyber Monday finding out that Dark Horse was selling everything for 50% off. Dark Horse, Dark Horse, so, Dark Horse. So I went and got all of the Avatar comics and all of the Mass Effect comics and uh, just kind of went to town. I read all of the Avatar comics this week whenever I had any downtime. It was, uh, I don't know if it was pathetic or if it was admirable or what, but uh, it happened. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that means I get to bum them off of you when, when we move in. Yeah, yeah. And then, actually, today, I went over to the uh, historic church town near Luleo and uh, went to a Christmas market where they, you know, had, like, sleigh rides and people in historic uh, garb and, like, tons of people selling, you know, souvenirs and food and stuff. Most of it was super overpriced, but some of it was, like, really, really, really cheap. Like, I got uh, I got some... Like little snowmen with red hats made out of wool for four bucks. Four bucks for a pair of these guys. And then I also got a uh, <laughs> a little wooden troll dude. And <laughs> this is really funny. So when I when I went up to the um, to the stall to pick one out, I reached for this one, and the guy who was selling it was like, "Oh, you could have that one, which has trousers on, or you could have the one without trousers." And he pointed down at the floor, and I looked down, and there's this troll standing there with an erection. And I was like, really? Okay, I think I'll stick with the one with the trousers. <laughs> Wait, who is it that a gift for? Uh, or are you I, just keeping it? I don't know if it is. I mean, I I just got some souvenirs, and if I need to give them to people, I'll give them to people. But I'm going to keep at least one of those, because... Well, then you totally should have gone with the one without trousers if you're yeah. not giving it to someone. Well, so, my plan with the wooden guy is I'm going to give him a speech bubble that says, Yahiter Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how I would be able to look at Groot ever again if I had a Groot with an erection in my house. <laughs> well, I mean, he's always got wood. It's true. It's true. That joke did occur to me. <laughs> so, speaking of listeners, we got a bit of uh, feedback this week. <laughs> Actually, quite a bit from Andrew. Quite a bit. <laughs> so, he's calling me a nerd. And I'm not surprised because I went on about the uh, the Star Wars trailer for quite a while. Um, <laughs> he's reacting to the too many Star Citizen goals. Uh, he's been wondering this that same thing since they hit like the 20 million dollar mark. And uh, he says that if they told the, us that uh, they'll just you know stop adding more stuff to you know the goals and everything, and we'll just double down or triple down on making the game as is then uh, Andrew would double his back backing immediately. <laughs> How much did he back for? Uh, I'm guessing, well, so I'm guessing at least $60 because the $60 is like the base, you know, you get the game and you get a, you know, a nice spaceship in the game. Mm. Maybe not, maybe not like a super, super, super good, but, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. a decent um, spaceship to start off with. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes, in relation to our Mario Galaxy gravity discussion, he would love to take a bike and, uh, you know, just bike fast enough to go into orbit around an asteroid. Um, <laughs> should be able to do that from a spheroid, too. I'm not sure exactly what a spheroid is. Is that just a spherical asteroid? Probably. Probably. Maybe I should have looked that up in the, you know, week that I had to do that. And now... Let's talk about the next one. I'll look, what that up. I'll look up what that is right now. So this next one is my favorite piece of feedback that we've gotten so far. He's calling me a nerd hypocrite because uh, I'm okay with cheating and altering the system time to get an achievement in uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, which we talked about last week. Mm. But I tore him a new one for doing that in the Stanley Parable, WTF. And my <laughs> response to that is, no, 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 no. The achievement in Sword and Sorcery specifically says you're a cheater. This achievement is for changing the system time. The achievement in the Stanley Parable is about going outside and not playing this video game for five years. So the spirit of the achievement is not to change your system time, it's to actually spend five years not playing the Stanley Parable. So that's the difference between the two. <laughs> oh, Stanley Parable. What do you got for uh, spheroids? Just as a sphere-like but not perfectly spherical body. So, like me... <laughs> you're not really a sphere, you're more of a twig. Well, 
That's my all stomach relative. is closer to a sphere than you are. Yeah. So yeah, you are more spherical. But like, what are we comparing to exactly? You know, a ball, an actual sphere. But not. But nothing's more spherical than a sphere. Like, you know, how do you how do you say that something is sphere-like? You know, what are the parameters there? How close does it have to be? Think because like we, a ball of dough. It's 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 approximately the same. Ian, stop being realistic. I'm 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 being ridiculous for the sake of being ridiculous. Wait a second. What just happened? You told me to stop being realistic. You're supposed to be the rational one out of us. <laughs> Come on, Buck, stop breaking. <laughs> the tables have turned. Oh no. My nemesis. Well now. <laughs> So Sonia also had some uh, feedback for us. She told us that we forgot to say what the song was last week. Yes. Yes, we did. But don't worry, we won't forget to do that this week, because the song this week, well, from last week, was from Super Mario Galaxy. Hmm. So don't forget, listeners, try to guess the song that Ryan puts in at the end of the episode, and if you can get it right, you win a game from me, because I have a lot of extra games that I need to get rid of. So I should bug Ryan to cheat and then tell you the game and then get all your extra games. No, you don't count. Oh, okay. Because we discussed, like, in our chat during the week what the previous week's uh, song was. <laughs> so you have ways of knowing. <laughs> oh. I suppose. And I'm assuming that if you have a bunch of free games that they're extras, like doubles. For the most part, you would probably have them, too. Yeah. Especially because we have a shared library. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wow. Maybe you shouldn't have eaten right before talking about a headline. <laughs> Sorry, promo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that site promo. Yes, okay. So, listeners, if you want to go and find the links for the, uh, what's it called? The headlines, yes, the headlines that we're about to talk about. Go to thenexus.tv slash eb98, and you will find the links there. All of them. Find all the links. Okay, so, uh, oh yeah. So this one looked kind of cool. So there's a new asymmetrical multiplayer game that's coming out. Um, It is a survival horror game that essentially makes fun of a bunch of horror tropes. Um, So it's like Cabin in the Woods. mm Mm-hmm. Um... So there's five different classes. There is, let's see, there's the scout, which looks to be the preppy girl, the assault, which is a jock, the technician, which is a nerd, a medic, which I, I don't know exactly what you'd call her, like a teacher's pet okay. stereotype, and then know the it support. All? Know it all? Yeah. And then the support, which is the... <laughs> <laughs> the support, who's the token black guy? Who's the token black guy? Oh my god, that is hilarious and awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then there's the killer. So the the killer has the special ability of being able to turn invisible, and then, uh, and he can't attack anyone when he's invisible. It's called unspawning, essentially, hmm. where he becomes no longer a physical object in the game, but able to see where everything is. And he goes and he finds um, a spot or a place that. Uh, they can't see that the players can't see him. And then he gets to come out for a surprise attack. This sounds essentially really, this really difficult. Whole mechanic for the um, for the five for the survivors. A little bit. I mean, they are faster than he is. Okay. When he's a solid object, when he's invisible, he's faster than they are. Um, they don't start with any weapons. He does. So they have to go find equipment or weapons, equipment, and supplies in order to try and survive and eventually kill this guy. And there's apparently like going to be sort of a campaign mode where you go through different maps um, and sort of follow the story. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know, it, it looks like how much I enjoyed Evolve. I have a feeling that I will greatly enjoy this as well. And this one's a little bit more of a stealth one, too. So yeah. Let's see. Uh, So they've got a couple locations out. As I said, the first environments is Silver Lake Summer Camp, a camp located 50 miles from the nearest town. As the teenager, you'll start alone and in complete darkness. You'll be on the run with no weapons or resources, and you'll need to find your friends and work together if you expect to survive. Then in East Side High, you'll sneak your way through the halls at night. 
All the typical locations are there. Gymnasium, cafeteria, auditorium, classrooms, workshops, offices, and more. You can even use the school's PA system to broadcast taunting messages throughout the school. Hmm. So, yeah, it's... And then there's apparently di uh, different killers, too. So there's they've got a few melee weapons out. Um, chainsaw, machete, act and, or axe, and spike bat. And then it also looks like they have like harpoon guns and harpoon rifles and whatnot. Um, so there's there's there looks to be five different killers according to the concept art that are thought of right now as well. So it's yeah, it, it's it it looks like it could be a lot of fun, and it's it's on Kickstarter too, and it has already made its um its goal. Yep. Too. So so yeah. Um, so that's ten good Ten Canadian dollars gets you the game. Not bad, not bad. So, so Steam is starting to roll out a, a an unexpected feature. Honestly, um, they in the current beta for the Steam client, you can start broadcasting any game that you play. Uh, well, I think any game through Steam, obviously. So the the concept here is not really for it to be like a direct competitor for Twitch. Because you have to a you have to be logged in to Steam to watch any streams and well at least right now I don't know if that will change by the time they actually you know release this out of beta but um, also like it's it's basically meant to just go oh my friend is playing a game right now I would like to watch them playing that game and then you you know just do that from your Steam friends list and it's yep. So it, it, it has some advantages over Twitch and some disadvantages to Twitch. Um, one, like, the main advantage is it's really freaking easy to do. You don't have to set up anything. You just have the Steam client, which obviously you already have because everybody does. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, like, like if, if somebody wants to watch your stream, then they just click on that. And then if you, if you have it set to be, like, by... Um, by, you know, your permission only, then you'll have to say, yes, I want them to be able to watch my stream. But if you just make it, like, public, then anybody anybody can find it from the game hub for whatever game you're playing. And I tested it out a bit to see, you know, how well it worked. Of course, I'm on a terrible computer that I hate, so this is not the best testing environment. And uh, I was playing Hexels Infinite, which is a very, very simple game, graphically, and while I was streaming, the fan was going at full power to keep the <laughs> the, uh, the computer cool. It it like it wasn't stuttering or anything in terms of performance, but I could tell that it was working really hard to keep up. <laughs> oh. Now I I bet you know if you have a halfway decent uh, desktop, you won't have any problems at all. But yeah. yeah, the main thing that I I I can see with this being an issue is that there's. Or <laughs> actually, this could also be an advantage. This could go either way, depending on what you think of it. But um, no chat. There is no, chat. Like, all, there is chat. Yeah, yeah. Oh. When you're when you're watching a stream, you can chat. And actually, because this is this is an advantage, is um, when you're playing a game, you can have it set to show the chat for your stream up in the corner. Ooh. And then you can just re reply to those th those people in this in-game overlay, just like you would for you know if you're one of your friends messages you. Oh, and that's the other thing. It doesn't show the in-game overlay if you, you know, hit Shift-Tab in the stream, which is really nice. Oh, yeah. So people can't see all those dirty little secrets that you're hiding. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. The, fa the fact that you are, you know, going and reading all of these uh, game guides, you know, and, and walkthroughs and stuff to get all of the achievements, mm-mm, big no-no. You're just a genius and know everything on your own. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, another asymmetrical multiplayer game, one that's coming out soon, February, and I've tried a little bit of, because Big Alpha was a thing, mm -hmm. um, Evolve. And you actually mentioned it while you were talking about the other one. Yes. Weird how that works. <clears throat> but Evolve is, is growing. Evolve <laughs> is evolving. And it, it seems to be in a good way. So one of the biggest issues with Evolve is that it, it felt like there wasn't really that much to the game, like that much content to keep people interested because mm -hmm. it was just, it was 10, maybe 15 minute matches um, <clears throat> and then you were done and you might play another one with the same people but oftentimes people would disband and try and jump in with a different group of people and it it was just ridiculous 
and they had a total of what two monsters and like was there two monsters and two of each class. And were, were, which, were there multiple maps or was there just one? There were a couple. There okay. were a few. Um, but so they're they're adding a little bit of a story mode um, in the sense of they're giving you a reason to be in the jungle, and that's just your you are um, oh golly brainwork. Oh, you're trying to rescue some refugees that are sort of trapped by monsters. Mm-hmm. Like they're or not refugees, colonists. So rescue them, get them out alive, and and then kill the monster along the way. And so there's a few different game modes. One of them is like the hostages game mode. Um, actually, both of them are sort of hostage but it depends on which team is trying to be on the offensive. Hmm. So when it's the hunters that are on the offensive, they are trying to track down hostages, revive them, and then get the, get them to a drop point. And it's the monster's job to go and kill the hostages. And then, or the refugees, whatever you want to call them, colonists. And then for the other one, there are six eggs, which the monster has to defend. Mm-hmm. Now, the monster can also do this thing where it can sacrifice an egg, and then it creates a mini-monster which can then go and track down the hunters and try and attack them. <laughs> and the hunters have to kill that just as they would an egg. Okay. So. I think, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't thinking that, like, a, a story was what Evolve was really missing because, you know, I, I just kind of assumed, like, okay, we've got some monster hunters who are going out on a safari to, you know, hunt some big game that's dangerous. Yeah. Sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. Yes. You know, like, I was I was fine with that much story, and then, let's play a game. <laughs> yes. Well, <clears throat> and now there is story for those of us who want a little bit of a story. Mm-hmm. And as I said, there are, um, <clears throat> there's more hunters out now, too. Uh, they added a new one for each class, for all support, medic, trapper, and assault. All right. Um, all seem pretty BA. There's still only two monsters, unfortunately, but we know that there is a third one on the way. All in due time. Yes. And if we want, there is a trailer. Do we want to watch the trailer? I don't think it's very long. Sure. Okay. What could have done this? Apparently, the things we were hired to kill. This is the greatest team of hunters ever assembled. We were hired to protect the most valuable colony in the Far Arm. Or at least it was, until these things showed up. They're big and getting bigger, and they just had half the planet for breakfast. This is no longer a wildlife problem. It's a full-scale evacuation. Gear up. We're going in. is over two stories tall, heavily armored, and real ugly. They can breathe fire, fry your ass with lightning, and that's just the ones we know about. These things think they're at the top of the food chain, but they haven't met us. So yeah, and I think we got a sneak peek at the other monster that there is because you saw the little thing that sort of jumped in and was towards the very end of the video. There was this little thing that jumped in and was able to go invisible mm. and start hitting the hunters. I also noticed I think the guy who was making the speech uh, appeared as a player character. Mm. I think I saw I, I recognized his face in there while they were fighting. Yep. Now 
another game series that has thrived on stories is uh, Assassin's Creed. And, of course, now that they've released this year's major Assassin's Creed title, they've announced the next year's Assassin's Creed title. Woohoo! Yay for annual releases. Oh, goodness. So Assassin's Creed Victory will be set in Victorian London and, of course, will be coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That's pretty much all that we know about it right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan, do you want to talk about the changes to the PvP in Arena for Guild Wars 2? Yes, I can do that. So this week, uh, Guild Wars did some uh, Living Story updates. Uh, that was fun and all. But the other big change they added this week was some uh, PvP updates that have been a long time coming. Mostly the updates are rebalancing how the two types of structured gameplay work. So there were ranked arenas and unranked arenas previously. And they had different like awards for doing those things. You'd get different points based on that, different amounts of gold. Now all the wards are the same, so if uh, if you play one or the other, you get the same thing. So there's no more gaming in the unranked arena. Uh, previously, people would just zerg around, kill each other, and then let the other people kill them instead. So that's been fixed. And really, the uh, UI is the biggest change. Uh, it's a lot prettier, a lot nicer graphs, and uh, everybody's just happy. Everybody <laughs> likes nice graphs. Exactly. Hey, girl, nice graph. Mm-hmm. Graph, graph, graph. Look at that graph, graph, graph. Nice music you've got there. <laughs> Why, thank you. But it's not nearly as good as this musical number that I stumbled on earlier in the week. So my my new favorite stupid, stupid silly uh, game series, Saints Row, the DLC, Gad Out of Hell, is coming out soon, and they had a musical trailer. Now, now, just to set this, the the stage for you guys, it'll start out with with Satan and Satan's daughter, just so that you know who's singing, and then it'll go to Johnny Gat, who is the main character of the DLC, as well as Kinsey Kis- Kinsington, who is another character from the Saints Row game. So, yeah, I think those two are the ones that you can play as in that DLC. Yeah. So. We're going to listen because music and because it's stupid funny. So here we go. Rated M for Mature. Satan didn't have much time to react to the war Gat was waging. Because at home, Jezebel was waging a war of her own. I don't love them. You think I care? If you started acting like a father, you would. I'm looking after your best interest. You don't care about my happiness. This is about you. If you just stop telling... You will marry that saint, and I won't hear another word. I won't do it. You think because you're my daughter, you think that you're above it all. But schemes are currently in motion. Your choice, be a wife or be a thrall. They say the devil's in the details, and I have some more for you. Celestial light doesn't shine away here. Happy endings are Save you, my hands will be cruel if you disobey. You belong to me. Never. I'm sick of perdition, so tired of tradition. Wait. 
cats and his night blade my new favorite show <sighs> but until that time i'm stuck in this hell a relentless tempest of rage surrounded by guards betrothed by my father trapped inside this gilded cage I'm so impressed that they went to all that effort to make that. That's amazing. It's awesome. And so I was just looking this up on the PlayStation blog about the making of the video. Mm -hmm. So the guy who they did as Satan was a guy by the name of Travis William. Um, let's see, he's done... I'm, I'm looking at his stuff on Wikipedia right now. He's done a bunch of anime. He's done some animation. He, he did... Let's see, he was in Scooby-Doo stuff. He's done Legend of Korra. Hmm. Um... He's done some live-action stuff, like he's been in The Guardian, Nip Tuck. He was in Secondhand Lions? Oh, really? As Hood. Which one's Hood? I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, Do you think that there's going to be any musical numbers in the DLC itself? I, I suppose I wouldn't be too surprised. So he's done a poop ton of video games as well. Everything from Halo 4 to League of Legends to Marvel and Batman stuff, Silent Hill, Transformers. So he's he he's he's been in there the game for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, so here let me read what they did for Jezebel, who is the Satan's daughter. This will explain why she actually sounded so good. Jezebel, however, was a little bit more complicated. We needed someone who could nail the singing, as she is the most heavy lift. But she also needed to be a great Disney princess as well, someone with strength and vulnerability in equal parts. For the Jezebel auditions, we had actresses act out a scene from the game as well as sing either Castle on a Cloud or Part of Your World. After the auditions came in, I started doing eliminations in a series of rounds. First, I would only listen to the acting portion and make cuts. Then I would listen to the singing portion and make cuts. This back and forth happened until I narrowed down the insanely large list of actors down to three. As my wife also has a background in musical theater and opera, I played her all three auditions and asked which one had the best technical chops in the song, and she made the final call. Little did either of us realize that we just cast Kate Rainers, who played Glinda from Wicked on Broadway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not Kirsten Chenoweth, but still. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. The... This game is just finds a way to be finds ways to be sillier and sillier, and it, it makes me so happy. Yeah, you you keep thinking that like they're done coming up with new ideas, new crazy ways to surprise us, but no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know my my desktop and background for a while was my character while he was dancing in a strip club. Ah, oh, yeah, yes, your so. metallic green president. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now a game series that doesn't really surprise us ever, is Grand Theft Auto. And uh, Target Australia and Kmart Australia have decided to pull Grand Theft Auto V from their shelves uh, in response to a petition started on, uh, I think it was change.org, with like 41,000 uh, signatures or so from women who are survivors of uh, violence. And, you know... They, they called for Target Australia and Kmart Australia, which, by the way, are not associated with the U.S. versions of Target and Kmart. They're, like, actually completely separate companies. Huh. Um, but, yeah, so the petition was calling for them to remove it from shelves because it promotes violence against women, which is, like, yes, I agree. People shouldn't, you know, like, if, if, if it, it would be really nice if people didn't play games or, you know, consume media that promoted violence against women. Yes. But at the same time, like, I don't know, you, you just pulled one single product out of a bunch. Yeah. And it's, it's it's not really difficult for people to get a hold of it either. No. I mean, a small step is still a step. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I suppose in some ways this, this, this is... Um, no, degrading isn't the right word. Um, objectifying, but sort of in the opposite way. So last month, TF2 had a contest asking the community to make Tomb Raider-themed items. Now, Tomb Raider, of course, is notorious for um, Lara Croft having giant boobs and really, really short shorts. Um, right, but in the, the Temple of Osiris, which is the game that this is for, that's definitely not the case. No, 
not at all. Um, and then, but they they also specifically asked um, to not put the heavy weapons guy into short shorts. And so, of course, Somebody the did. winner is the heavy weapons guy in short shorts, um, <laughs> as well as some other fun items. But you can now put all of all of the league, not league, um, TF2, TF2 characters into short shorts. No, I think the short shorts are only for the heavy and the sniper. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sad to say. It's supposed to be a little strange on the pyro. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them have uniforms that it wouldn't really work for, right? Yeah. I could see the scout in short shorts, though. <laughs> Running shorts. Short shorts and baseball, like, knee highs. <laughs> that would be a funny combination. <laughs> That'd be beautiful. So this weekend... PlayStation, well, Sony had what they call the PlayStation Experience, a big old event in Las Vegas where they had, uh, needless to say, a bunch of pretty exciting news. And uh, the stuff that I found most notable is uh, we got our first look at Uncharted 4 gameplay. Very cool. I watched the video. It was it was pretty awesome. Uh, they, they are releasing a 20th anniversary PlayStation 4, which is uh, the only thing that's special about it, I believe, is that it's, you know, colored in the same gray as the original PlayStation, and it costs $100 more than a regular PlayStation 4. So I would never buy it. Um, another God of War game is actually on the way, and I guess they weren't supposed to announce that, but somebody let slip that that was happening. And then they also have something called Project Skylight Beta. Now, before you look, Ian, what would Project Skylight Beta make you think of? (sighs) Hmm. In a video game sense? In in a Sony has announced Project Skylight Beta. Maybe some sort of ambient lighting thing? Or like, I don't know, like, like maybe messing with the TV or the game so that it's... You can mess with the lighting and see different things differently. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. But what something I thought of, to do with lighting. I, I what I thought of was like, oh, they have a game that is, you know, its code name is like Project Skylight, and then it'll have a different title some other time. But no, this oh. is this is just uh, you can buy a different like plastic plate to replace one of one of the you know the the cover on the uh, PlayStation 4 with you know like a, a printed image from whatever game you like most. Oh. So I think that the two that are available right now are from uh, the Order 1886 and uh, Little Big Planet. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So final headline is that the game engine behind the upcoming Deus Ex game has been announced. It's something called the Dawn Engine. Um, and there, there's a photo on the developer blog that shows some of the detail that they're planning on doing. Um, a lot of lights. The, the, I mean, the photo is not... Oh, scratch that. It is fairly big. Um, but holy detail, Batman. <laughs> it looks pretty. Um, and also, if you find yourself being an aspiring artist and want to give this thing a good look, there is, um, they are actually hiring artists right now, too. It says in the Eidos Montreal, we'd also like to take this opportunity to say that we have several positions available at our studio. You can check them out at or check them out on employment page. And I'm pretty sure it's um oh, it's all French. So step one, speak French. Step two, draw well. Step three, profit. Mm-hmm. When you said draw well, I definitely thought heart of the cards. Guide me. <laughs> so I think. The biggest event that happened this weekend in the video game world was the Game Awards, mm-hmm. which is kind of the spiritual successor in a way to the uh, the video game awards, which, man, that's such a confusing distinction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically hosted by the same guy, but this time it's just it's all produced by him, Jeff Keighley, and, uh, I mean, Jeff, he pronounces it Jeff. Jeff. And, uh, sorry, I have a friend whose name is Joff, and they spell it the exact same way. Joff. Um, Joff is more fun to say. Uh, but yeah, so so basically he's trying to correct the all of the things about the VGAs that made it terrible. And, uh, well, I guess I'll talk about what I thought of the actual awards show after we go through the actual awards, shall we? Mm-hmm. So switching off as per usual? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so note, the these first few are were like uh, community-voted ones. Mm-hmm. So actually, you know, determined by the people. So by the trending the gamer, 
Yeah. Trending Gamer was Total Biscuit. Esports Player of the Year was Matt Hogg. Esports Team of the Year was Ninjas in Pajamas. Best Fan Creation is Twitch Plays Pokemon. Most Anticipated Game, The Witcher 3. And then Best per- from, from now on is, you know, the awards that were chosen by their panel of judges. Yeah. So the best performance was Trey Parker in basically every voice in South Park, The Stick of Truth. Best score slash soundtrack was Destiny. Best online experience was Destiny. Best mobile slash handheld, Hearthstone. Best fighting game was Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. Developer of the year was Nintendo. Best sports and racing game is Mario Kart 8. Best shooter was Far Cry 4. Best indie game, Shovel Knight. Games for change, Valiant Hearts. Best narrative, Valiant Hearts. Industry icon, Roberta and Ken Williams, who are the founders of Sierra. Ooh. Best remaster, GTA 5. Best action-adventure game, Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. Best RPG, DA Inquisition. Best family game, Mario Kart 8. And game of the year, Dragon Age Inquisition. So, turns out you have pretty good taste in uh, in games. <laughs> Weird how that works. Because the, the, the two that you've been playing over the last, like, three weeks, both won in their categories and one of them won game of the year. Yep. Yeah. And it's... I. I've I've been as I said I've been as you said I've been playing it and I've been falling more and more in love with it the <laughs> the characters and everything are just they're getting so good I had some good goosebumpy moments um when you you find yourself at a spot where you're particularly doubting and then uh and everyone is there essentially following you and then the gal who's healing you gets up and starts to sing a song, and then everyone slowly in the camp starts to sing with her, and the entire camp is singing. It's just like, goosebumps. <laughs> everyone is united. Um, I mean, the only thing that I'm disappointed with is I didn't know that you had to, on Dragon Age Keep, you had to click Upload Your Keep. To in the game, order so. for it to show up in your game? Yeah. Ah. So I'm playing with the default settings. Oops. For the backstory. So I'm going to have to go through and do a second playthrough. That reminds Maybe. me of what I did with Mass Effect 2. Um, I played through the demo of it on Steam before, before you know, playing the full game. And yeah. uh, I didn't realize that when when you do that, Mass Effect 2, like, automatically imports the, the save game file from the demo over the save game file from Mass Effect 1. Like, it prioritizes the demo. Oh boy. So when I when I got partway through the game and I realized that Rex was dead, I was like, "No. No, he's not. This is unacceptable." So I had to go back and uh <laughs> like I just I just dropped that playthrough and manually imported <laughs> Mass Effect yeah. 1. Well, I I'm a few too many hours into it to just drop the playthrough. So I'm going to do the second playthrough in a bit and he's going to be um I'm going to make him look like you. Oh, great. I've decided this already. And he's going to be an an elf rogue. Okay. And he's going to be manipulative and try and get into everybody's pants. Yes! <laughs> Guys, girls, I can't help it, baby. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Are you making me into a Chad Shepard? Yes. <laughs> Dang it. My <laughs> uh, name him Buck, too. Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have to keep us updated on the adventures of Buck. Of Buck the Elf. <laughs> or, no, you should name him Bucky. Bucky. Bucky the Elf, yeah. Bucky the Elf. <laughs> yes, so, so I think I think the 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 one uh award that really stuck out to me during the game awards was uh the indie game of the year because you know I rather pride myself in being a gaming hipster and uh I had played all of the games that they that were nominated for that category except for one and that one was Shovel Knight the one that won. <laughs> I've never heard of Shovel Knight. I've mentioned it a Couple of times on the show. Um, they, ooh, what was the? I brought up. I brought up a an Easter egg in it where I I think it was like you you enter in a certain name for your character and then it it replaces a bunch of nouns with the word but hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, so basically Shovel Knight is like it's just a a side scrolling platformer where the main character is has a weapon that's a shuffle. And uh, I think gameplay-wise, it's very, very much just a, a regular uh, um, platformer. But it's it's like it's in the writing and you know the humor of the game where it really sets itself apart. That's that's what I gather. I haven't actually played it, as I said. Yeah. 
And I, I also just looked up um, what the games for change meant, because I had no idea what that was. When I was talking about it with Ryan, Ryan had no idea what it was. So what a games for change is, um, it's a non-profit organization, actually, that focuses on helping to fund and sponsor and distribute games that specifically are focused at, like, um, let's see, social impact games and, like, critical tools and humanitarian and educational sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's and from the sounds of it, Valiant Hearts is a very, very good choice for that. Cool. And now I, you know, doubly need to play that game because it was already on my wish list. But who has time? I'll get yeah, around to I'll, it eventually. I'll find it. Somehow I will find it. Not during our canoe trip, you won't. Nope. Oh my goodness. Um. Let's see. Any any other thoughts on uh, on the awards themselves? Well, you said that it was no longer just being dumb, and I'm glad, or like in terms of like... I'm not sure what you're referring to. Uh, like, no more degrading humor with the... Uh, oh, right, I was going to talk about that later, but I'm, I'm just talking about the, the awards, like the choices, what games um, they, they gave awards to. Um, I, I do think it's really funny that they that they lump in sports and racing together as one category, because those are two categories that I absolutely don't care about. So now it's easier for me to not care about that category. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually enjoy racing games, believe it or not. I, I, you don't play them, though, very often. Like, I, I don't see any racing games that you play on Steam or, or on Origin or anywhere. It's, it's mainly Mario Kart, and I, don't, I just don't think that the keyboard is necessarily the best. Right, so then, I mean, you get a gamepad, or you yeah. get a joystick, or a steering wheel or something. I don't know. And I used to have a joystick. Mm. My Wait, dad and yeah. I used to play Need for Speed Hot Pursuit all the time. On a joystick? Yeah. That sounds weird. That and there was also really fun uh, World War II fighting uh, or World War II airplane game that we used joysticks for as well. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but no, I like one of the ones that I've clocked a fair number of hours in. Um, oh shoot, where is it? Oh, Burnout Paradise. Oh, it's only six hours, but still, I do actually enjoy racing games because mm-hmm. I'm actually fairly good at them. I don't know why, but I am. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at them too. I uh, well, I suppose I shouldn't compare myself to my sisters in uh, Mario Kart, but I don't know. I do fairly well when playing against people my age as well. Yeah, and then with Mario Kart, there's I used to play that with Brady all the time whenever I was over at his house, and there's some fun fun drinking games with Mario Kart. Sounds where, like a terrible idea. Well, everyone starts out with a drink, and then during the course of the game, you have to finish your drink. However well you are drinking, you cannot be moving because drinking and driving is bad, so you have to pull over, completely stop, finish your drink, and then you can keep going. <laughs> Does this apply to the CPU players as well? I wish. <laughs> it seems to be that uh, they have a distinct advantage here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. They had a, a few big announcements, of course, in world premieres during the uh, during the show. Uh, Metal Gear Online is going to be a thing, and uh, the the video that they showed looked absolutely silly. Like they had all sorts of ridiculous weapons and traps and things that you know you that they were catching other players in. Um, ooh, Fulbright. Fulbright announced their next game. It's called Tacoma. Fulbright are the ones who made uh, Gone Home. Mm. So Tacoma is going to be uh, set on a like a kind of a a base on the moon. I think I, I gather that it's like a, a, a spaceport sort of base, uh, and the atmosphere looked very very Bioshock, like space. very like Rapture kind of thing. In space, space. It, except that you're in like a creepy kind of space that where you know it's a really nice building, but there's nobody around for some. So reason. it's like Bioshock plus. That's what I said. Well, no, I know you said that. I know, I know you said Bioshock, so I'm saying it's like Bioshock plus Dead Space. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I didn't really get any hint of of there are mutant creatures after you. At least not yet. We we didn't well, see very much of the game. And there's the um uh, like the the ambient feeling of Dead Space is what I was more referring mm-hmm. to, where it's you're out in the middle of nowhere on a space station which is completely abandoned. Yeah, and a lot of but a lot of their atmosphere comes from like the lighting as well, and uh, I mean it seemed it, so far from the one scene that I've seen of Tacoma, it was pretty bright. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, so Hazelight Studios has been formed by the group who made uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. That was that game where you are essentially controlling two characters. It's a co-op game for one person to play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with next now that they're, you know, formally, officially together forever and ever. Just like you and me. For better or for worse. <laughs> Till death do they temporarily separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's, what's, what's next, Ian, while I'm typing? Let's see, Adrift, which is where you're stuck on a broken space station and you're running out of oxygen. Ah, yes. Yeah, that was a, a new announcement. I don't think we've heard of that game before, ever. Um, and then a game called Before which is being made by some guy who, uh, he, like, self-admittedly, nobody should ever have heard of him before tonight. Um, <laughs> he was hired by Gary Newman when Gary Newman found out, you know, saw his, his idea for a game, and this is where uh, you're going to be playing as some prehistoric humans, I believe, uh, you know, trying to survive and thrive in a, in a harsh world, and uh, it looks like it's going to be really, really cool. It's, it's funny how Aliens. they can... <laughs> Oh yeah, the the Gua'uld are going to show up and build some pyramids and uh, advance their civilization while making them slaves. Aliens. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, it's really funny how you can like take a game, remove all the textures from it, and suddenly I'm like, oh my god, I love this art style. But that's basically what this game is. Is you mm-hmm. know there there are absolutely no textures. Everything's just like, you know, it gives it it gives it kind of a cell shaded look without it actually being cell shaded. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'm a sucker for for that kind of thing. Um, oh yes, there will actually be two playable characters in The Witcher Three. They announced uh, during the Game Awards. Geralt is, of course, one of them, and uh, somebody else. They didn't actually tell us who, but we're pretty sure that it's one of two female characters. One of them is another. I don't think she's actually a Witcher, but she was like trained by Geralt to be a monster hunter like him. Redhead. And then, ooh, I don't, I don't remember. Because um, I know in the first game you you sort of had this ongoing relationship with the redheaded gal. I I don't know. I mean, Geralt has so many ongoing relationships. Yeah, he's a he 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 gets around. And then uh, the other possible character is a sorceress. So if if she's the one who you get to play as, then the gameplay will likely be very very different. One would think. And but then. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. Kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it'll be the kind of thing where you can mostly choose who you want to play as, or if the story will dictate who you're playing as. You know, at at any given point. Um, we'll see. That game's coming soon enough. Yes. And uh, and then finally, Godzilla. They're making a Godzilla video game. Godzilla. Well, another one anyway. Um, that's coming to PS4 and PS3. So that. Your dog. I heard you like Godzilla. I don't know where I'm going with that one. I don't either, because they're not putting Godzillas inside Godzillas. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Unless it's a Godzilla egg. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop talking. Um, so, yeah, I here's what I thought of the awards show itself and, like, you know, the, the quality of it. Um, so, definitely, definitely better than the VGAs, uh, but that's not hard to do, because I had to shut off the VGAs before just because I couldn't stand the awful, uncomfortable jokes that they were making. And there wasn't any of that this time. Yay! <laughs> so, you know, they, they didn't they didn't hire a couple of celebrities who don't really care to go up there and, you know, try to uh, be comedians. Uh, you know, it, it, you know. They should just hire us. Sure. That would, oh, man. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be terrifying. <laughs> That we that would, would be a terrifying. We would be we would bomb it so hard. Oh man. Depends oh. on how many beers I have beforehand. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I I think it went pretty well. It was a little bit you know, they, they didn't quite have the rhythm that they could have with the with the show. You know, there was a lot of like uh a person would come out and then, you know, some some technician would have to run a microphone out to them or like, you know, they would have to like Tell the person uh, doing the teleprompter, "Hey, can you can you start the teleprompter so I know what to say?" You know, kind of thing, um, which was kind of amusing. Uh, and then I guess my my biggest complaint with it was that they they had a lot of like self validation built into it. You know, so like basically like a, 
reassuring everybody that yes, video games are great, and you know, like this is all for the players, and like they said those kinds of things over and over and over again. And if you have to like tell your audience why your awards show is important, then that kind of betrays like an underlying insecurity. So I think you know we need to kind of move on from that stage and just kind of go, okay, we're having an awards show. Here are the awards. You know, yes, we're let's have Imagine Dragons play a few songs. That's cool. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I mean, and and they did. They had had Imagine Dragons there, and they played a song. It was, it was awesome. nice. Yeah. Now, of course, I still prefer the uh, the Dice Awards because <laughs> the Dice Awards is actually voted on by uh, you know game developers, and it's for game developers, and so you know it, it's kind of a little bit more real feeling to me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's also something to be said about some about. Um, an award show that also takes into account the consumers' votes. Yeah, well, but the one that does that is the Player Choice Awards, right? That, is that one the, that one was called? Golden Joysticks? Yes, that one. Thank you. Um, yeah, because here they only had like a handful of uh, of awards that were you know voted on by the community. So. I suppose. Yeah. Who knows. I also, I mean, I definitely appreciated the fact that this uh, awards show was streamed basically everywhere, and uh, and that they, you know, archived it for later, so I can watch it whenever I want to on YouTube. Unlike, I, I, you know, before there was the complicated, like you have to go to Spike TV's, either watch it on their channel on on television, or like, you know, find their website and you know go through the process of like. Signing in or whatever it was, it was complicated. Yeah. So, so oh, um, sort of related to what I was talking about before. It was more of a tangent, so this is another tangent to a tangent. But, oh um, uh, drinking games with games. Okay. So last night, funny story. Um, I you, you remember well? I I play games with Matthew Ernst fairly mm-hmm. regularly. And so we we were on League of Legends and had the the wonderfully bad idea, um, and it was actually absolutely horrid. We're never doing it again. Uh, of playing a beginner bots game and saying that whenever one of us got a kill, the other one had to take a drink. Oh man! So he went as a character named Riven, and I went as a character named Katarina. Mm-hmm. He had twenty two kills. Okay. I had forty one. Oh man! <laughs> that was just a couple drinks. <laughs> How was he performing by the end? Oh, he 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 fed the rest of the night. <laughs> It'll when be we were, when we were playing real games. Oh, okay, okay. But it's okay. <laughs> I I I love playing with him anyway because he's put up with me and my drunk misadventures as well. Oh man. That's amusing. <laughs> See, originally it was just going to be whenever we stole a kill from the other. And yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't, I mean, happen all that often, does it? And when you're playing with a friend and you both know what you're doing? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and you make it a goal to? Yeah. <laughs> and there were quite a few that I can think of that happened that night. <laughs> you play to win. Oh, yeah. You go hard. <laughs> Well, I play the not get the drunk, <laughs> the most drunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that reminds me. What she just messaged me on <laughs> on Steam, <laughs> like just now. Nice. <laughs> well, conveniently, uh, we've pretty much run out of things to talk about this week for video games. Uh, I don't really have any reviews to do because I was too busy reading comics. Probably. Definitely next week I will have to play uh, the the two Telltale games that are sitting there begging me to play them. You know, the Game of Thrones and uh, Tales of the Borderlands. Yep, yep. And then I, I should also I should also review uh, the three Hex Cells games because I'm pretty close to being finished with one of those. Well, with the last one of those. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna keep plugging away through Dragon Age Inquisition mm-hmm. and hopefully get Bucky. <laughs> get Bucky. Bucky Get Bucky started. Oh, that reminds me. Um, since I own all of the Mass Effect comics now, I'll also read those and let you know how good they are. Make you super jealous before you know you actually get a chance to read them. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got I've got a bunch of comics from a humble bundle a little while ago that I need to plow through anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, it was like 10 gigabytes. Something like that. Earth? That's Yeah, that's not surprising because, uh, yeah, one, one comic issue can easily be, uh, you know, 50 to 100 megabytes, I think, if I remember. Okay, let, me, let me look it up really quick. It also depends on what resolution you get because, uh, you know, they have, like, high-resolution PDFs and low-resolution PDFs and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I did the the higher definition stuff that they were allowing me to download, mm-hmm. but some of them were like, um, let's see, in some of the bigger ones, let's see, volume two of one called Archer and Armstrong was about half of a gigabyte by itself, but it's also 128 pages. Okay. So that's what I have to read is, yeah. It is too bad that, you know, when you when you get comics through the Humble Bundle they're in PDF form because that's not the, you know, the most convenient for reading a comic. Yeah. Um, because, like, you know, when you, like, the way that I always buy comics digitally, if I if I can help it, is I either buy them through Comixology or through the Dark Horse digital store because they have this lovely, lovely panel zooming mode, uh, which is especially useful when you're reading it on a phone because it, you know, just automatically takes you from one panel to another and you don't have to like you know pinch and zoom from a whole page to like you know place it over what you're trying to read yourself if you have a big enough monitor you can probably get away with you know a two-page spread though so that's it for this week everybody thanks for listening to us this has been 8-bit i'm ian buck and i'm the rambling ian decker (laughs) signing off Am I still the only person in the dock? Uh, no, 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 you're not. I'm in the dock also. As am I. So why is my Chromebook also not showing anybody in the dock? I I don't know why. Why? Do you I hear couldn't tell you something. Well, I was just beeping because the microwave is the microwave and things. Oh, I see. Why? Oh my God! Do we have we have double docks, don't we? Okay, I have now f- determined what the song from last week was. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What was it? Like, okay, I don't know if you saw me doing what I was doing, but I literally was wearing these headphones to hear you and listening with other headphones on my phone to go and hear oh, the music yes. again at the same time. Yeah. So my mom grew up in Robbinsdale, which is you know a a uh, first ring suburb of Minneapolis. Yeah. This this is you know the the home area of Target. Mm-hmm. So she's seen them all her life, right. all over the place. And after she married my dad, mm-hmm. so sometime within the last like, 23, 25 years or whatever, mm-hmm. my mom looked at a, a Target as they were driving past it and went, you know, those like red concentric circles, they kind of look like like what you'd shoot at with like arrows. A my bullseye? Dad was, like, like a Target? She was like, yeah, yeah, like a Target. <laughs> Oh, I have man. done three different women this week. Well done. No. <laughs> no, no. So is that why you have a six-inch phone in your pocket? Hey. <laughs> I got the Nexus 10 for that, babe. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure she hates it because that processor's old now. <laughs> I, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think my I think my favorite joke was uh as you get older, you know, performance matters more and more. That's why you have Intel inside. Well, I mean this was about uh I know. acting performances. I understand. Well why do you and... think that the 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 oldest mobile drives are now called floppies? Huh? <laughs> well even I think if the tape decks are older. Even if you what? had a CD ROM, ROM stands for a really old man. <laughs> At least it's firm, though. <laughs> well, if you haven't had your firmware updated, not really. Though I suppose it does have a bit of a hole in the middle of it. That might be I'm not painful. participating in this at all. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you know the fad was mini-disc for a long time. I mean, if that's your thing. And I remember there being some really irregularly shaped ones, too, like the ones that had the sides shaved off. Well, in, that's true. But then, of course, we had USB, and you could put it in four ways, and it would never go in. Last, let's see. Last week's Fringe was the one where, where Matt showed up, right? Yes, that was last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally didn't listen to it, because I usually don't listen to our Fringes. But apparently Sonia listened to it because she suddenly asked me, like, why is he calling me Mustache Girl? <laughs> and so how did he defend that? Or not? Well, it took me a while to remember why on earth he would be calling her Mustache Girl. Do we know why? What? Yeah, so the he saw a picture that I took of her with, with the, like, green glasses with the mustache right, hanging okay. down from the glasses. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so this is episode 99, but it's also episode 100? No, it's not. It's just 99. Oh. I said we're coming up on 100. I know, but why does it say 100 right here? Why the fuck does it say 100 right there? <laughs> I don't know. It's also month 14th. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I failed. <laughs> <laughs> is it 1984? I don't, think it, I don't think we could be surprised if I put 1992 down there anymore. No. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That's great. <laughs> I fail. Hey, I, need, I need to go to the. I need to go to bed. I need to use the sleep. Yeah, use the sleep. Get out of here.